The Overview is a production of Chaman V TV. Find out more about the show at chamanv.tv. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 75 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and I'm joined today by Fish Sticks and Flame. What's up, guys? Here I am in this very nice studio, and I could not get the nice mic to work, so I'm stuck on this HyperX cloud, which is, you know, doesn't, doesn't sound bad. Uh, no, at least, at least I was able to figure it out. This was like a mad scramble in the last possible se- well, second to get this working. That's what happens but when you're using a, a room that's shared by... Lots of people, I'm sure, and yeah. you never we, know what we're kind of in there. Though. We made it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. Unfortunately, one of our cast members did not make it, which was ZP. He's feeling really terribly tonight, so uh, gonna have to give good old ZP a pass tonight. He'll be hopefully be back next week. So um, maybe he's watching right now <laughs> while he's in bed. But uh, got a bunch to talk about, and obviously Flame being back, it's always uh, great to have our friend Flame. What's up, buddy? 75, dude. Episode 75. Yeah, dude. I, know, I feel like it's, it's crazy. Like, it's actually crazy. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, is that a I lot like, or is that a little? Yeah, because I remember, like, okay. I remember BlizzCon. Okay. You guys were, like, talking. Remember, there was, like, a conversation. Are we going to get an overview of BlizzCon? And it was, like, we we're still in, like, the teens or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Like, was that? I guess that was, right? Yeah, because it's probably, like, 50, probably 50 episodes or maybe, like, 45 episodes from yeah. there. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. I actually remember BlizzCon two years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I remember Chris like <laughs> yep. hunting down Stir to be Dude, like, that was like ass. stalking Stir. And then much. like me and you, oh, you know, God. Chris and I go way back, and I'm just like, hey, Chris, I like Overwatch. Like, can I do this with you? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, they had just announced May, uh, and and Genji and Diva and Stir was like no lifing may all day in the uh in well the what was so funny is, yeah what was so funny is that i one of the missions i had going into blizzcon was finding stir and germa and you know pitching the idea of the overview to them yep and like i i know i'd basically given up because the entire time i could not find them and we were literally on the last day and i was just like it, it was like me and ben and um gun run and shindigs and some of the twitch guys and we we're just like Man, screw it. Let's just let's just go to the media room and just play some Overwatch. So we went up to the media room, and then we're, we're there, all in our six. Was. Yeah, we're on all our six computers on one side, and there's six computers on the other side, and we're all on the same team, just just us. And then all of a sudden, we see Stir show up on the, the game screen, and we're like, "Oh, he's one of those dudes." Yeah. Anyways, that's how, that's kind of the genesis of the show. <laughs> so it's pretty funny that we're at seventy five. Uh, but so not too much longer. We'll be at a hundred, which is like always the milestone for podcasts. I, I feel like if you can get to a hundred, it's probably worth uh, clapping because <laughs> it's not easy. We'll throw a party on stream. We'll get some <laughs> yeah, exactly, cake. exactly. Um, but anyways, getting back to episode seventy-five, which is tonight, we've got a good bit of news and just you know a lot of the the events results, like we always do. Um, a little bit of toxicity discussion that Jeff Kaplan brought up in the latest developers update. So I figured we'd have our own discussion too, and uh, we've got some uh, some meta discussions too i think ben you wanted to um, have a few topics here including some i don't know maybe some brainstorming as to what we would want in terms of heroes or future heroes 
Uh, and then lastly, we've got a, quite a few questions this week. Man, we had a lot of email questions. So thanks so much, guys, for, for writing in. And if you guys do want to get your questions in next week, or maybe we can, I don't know, maybe if we have time for whatever reason, we can get it in. Um, go ahead and email those to theoverview at chainmanv.tv. And that will, uh, you know, we'll try to get those on. But, okay, well, let's start off with the news. Like, we typically don't start off with player, team, you know, and, and that sort of news. But I figured tonight, tonight was a good one, given that we received some big Overwatch uh, League news, which uh, Jacob Wolf from ESPN, you know, somebody, a friend who's been on the show before, ended up releasing that sources say that two more teams have been confirmed for Overwatch League. And those two teams uh, include one that's going to be... Uh, Funded or you know just I guess uh, invested by Comcast Spectacore, which is going to be the Philly site, a Philadelphia site, and then we've got Optic Gaming, and then their kind of investment group going to be the Houston site. So uh, you know we finally do have at least one Texas venue or Texas city. Houston, to be honest, I, I didn't think it was going to be that one. I didn't think that was going to be the first one. I thought it was going to be like Dallas or maybe even Austin before Houston. So um, pretty cool that Houston got a. You got a team, given that uh, it's kind of my hometown, or at least where the town I grew up in. So definitely cool. But Comcast being involved is definitely, I think, the big news here too, because that's um, it's obviously a company that has a lot of different resources, like venues and things like that. So uh, first off, what do you guys think about this? Like with this pretty big news, excited for these cities, Ben. Yeah, sure. So we've definitely talked about the fact that we hope a couple more teams at very least get added to the roster. So first things first, it's just good to hear that there's at least a couple more teams uh, in the running here. So I think we're up to 13 potential teams if you account you. The, the League of Envious as well, uh, being in Dallas. Uh, so we're getting closer to a number where I, I, I really want us to be. Uh, ideally, I think we even go a couple more uh, the rumors, as part of Jacob Wolf's article, uh, are, are that it's only going to be 14 teams for this first uh, this first season, uh, which is not bad. It, it could be worse. It could be better. I was certainly hoping for the 16 to 20 range, especially considering how few teams there have been announced in Europe uh, and uh, actually Asia as well. I mean, we have two Asian teams, but uh, even still, it seems like there could definitely be more. Uh, but let's talk about the actual owners and mm -hmm. the locations a little bit. I think it's very cool that Optic is is in the scene. But it's also kind of weird because you can't just say <laughs> like, is. oh, it's awesome that Optic is here so we can play off their brand recognition. Oh, wait, they have they to have... start anew and make a brand new <laughs> brand. Uh, so that that's like, it's kind of questionable what value you'll be able to derive there. I mean, I mean I'm sure they'll be using the Optic brand to promote themselves as much as possible. Uh, and I, I didn't even really know about uh, Comcast's sports team arm that they have going mm -hmm. on uh but you know obviously Corp comcast is one of the bigger corporations on the planet so seeing them involved is also pretty great uh, and that brings us to two texas teams now if the envious rumors are true yeah flame what do you think man i mean it's cool like everything is cool <laughs> i want to i just want to talk about a little yeah. bit when we get to like this talk about the number um <laughs> and this is like coming i like uh -oh. i'm not gonna say who but like there's definitely a big discussion in the back end right now of just like who's in charge of these cities and it's like getting to a point where there's not a lot of people who know the scene well enough to like be like you know the managers of these like ci like cities already and we're mm -hmm. only at like 14 so like when we get to 20 you start really realizing that there's not a lot of people to be like 
running the show at these cities. So it's I think we're at that point where like even though twelve or fourteen seems low, I do think that there's like a magic number where you start like running out of players that are at like that top level and running out of like competent you know leadership. Yeah. I, um, uh, how many how many teams do you think we could field off the current player base, Flame? It's, it's I mean, not, well, what do you um, think? Okay, you can answer that. Question. Like good te- like like competitive teams, I guess. If you if you take buyouts out of the equation, you probably could get to like 16, 17, 18 maybe if you push it. The the yeah. problem is like a lot of this has to do with regionalization too, right? Like you come into this and maybe you're like a team like Aganti. I think Aganti is like a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, but they're Finnish and you want to do do you come in or do you wait until Helsinki maybe gets a spot you know and that's kind of I think where some of the teams are at uh like you know nobody's talked about United United's like obviously got a lot of UK players I think some of them are Netherlands um do you want to come to NA same with Rogue like obviously the biggest French squad in the game do you wait for Paris and like that's kind of like this weird limbo I think where some of these teams and these orgs are winding up right now so it's like you can pull apart these teams for these cities, or maybe those players want to wait I, out until they can get somewhere that they can more like confidently and like ex- establish themselves as you know like the franchise players that they want to be. I would assume that the players would be ha- at this point. I think they'd be happy just to be part of any team, you know, and then just kind of adapt from there, you know, as expansion happens and things like that. I was talking more from like a buyout perspective. Oh, a buyout perspective. Like okay, you have to start, yeah. you have to like start buying out these full teams, like Rogue. True. Like, That's like, just not going to happen, though. I mean, exactly. I, I think we're we're to the point where we, I mean, we, I, I think everybody should know. Probably, it's probably clear to a lot of people right now that have owned Overwatch teams that that's just not going to happen. And we've seen some people obviously leave the scene leading up to this, but even teams that actually have you know rosters that have been relevant for a while now, I think are starting to realize that. Um, but I think you touched on something really good there, Flame. Is that I. I feel like the management aspect, you know, the actual organizational staffing of these teams is where there's, uh, you know, probably a very slow, it's a probably a very slow process given that, you know, we don't have that many experienced people that can hold, you know, very not executive positions. Is the thing. You yeah, know? Not, like, not in A ones is the thing too. Right. Like, there's so many good people in Korea, but there's not a lot of Korean teams and stuff right now, obviously. And I actually had this conversation with Blizzy Yu when I was in Australia and apparently, like, there's, like, this discrepancy or, like, there's, like, this huge difference between North America and Europe where, like, in North America, there's just, like, millionaires, you know? There's just, like, dudes. And they just have incredible amounts of money. And it's, like, theirs, you know? Like, you just go up to people like Robert Kraft. You're, like, do you want to invest in this? And they're just, like, yes. And, like, they, they have that control. But apparently in Europe, it's, like, very different. And I didn't realize this. So, like, in Europe, it's, like, shareholders. And, like, a lot of the money is, like, controlled by, like, groups. Mm-hmm. And so, like, from a timing perspective and just, like, getting everyone to agree, it's a lot harder um to say like oh do you guys want like a manchester spot and then right. you have to like go through like 20 people to agree on it as opposed to the na where he just takes one guy who's in, who just like wants to do it and he's just like okay so i do think yeah. that there's like a lot of expansion potential in europe but i think it's going to take more time just from like a logistical standpoint yeah you know what's kind of, you know a, a bit i don't know it, it like boggles my mind sometimes where like i'm surprised is that whenever you know you bring an example like there's just some billionaire that's just willing to do things, uh, you know like if some guy just goes up to, to him and convinces him to do something, you know he's 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 good, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that we're talking about guys that are sports owners, you know like they they already own teams, they already own organizations that are obviously super professionally staffed. I mean, it, you know they they know how to build an organization. So I feel like wouldn't it be harder to actually be able to convince somebody like that? Even though this is like a new space, but but you know, still having one person go and convince you know somebody that hey, I can run your group, you know, I I feel 
I don't know when people are are telling me some of the stories around, or or maybe like you know maybe this type of thing is happening at some places. I just find that hard to believe, given that these people actually most of these people have some type of organization that they already own that is like you know, super professional. So I, I don't know. It, it just it's a bit conflicting for me. So I don't know like why is this happening if it is happening. I guess. I mean, most of those people that you're talking about, a they're billionaires. So yeah, twenty million dollars doesn't actually. But that doesn't matter. Like, like billionaires still don't like to be stupid about yeah. their money. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But so if you look it, it if you look at their portfolios, most of them are pretty diverse. It's not just one team. It's not just two teams. They're having like developmental league teams. They they have like teams all over the place. Uh, you know, it, it, including outside of the traditional sports. Uh, I think most of the team owners have some kind of like. I, what's it called in baseball? I forget. I, just the minor equivalent leagues. of NBA D League. Minor league. Minor league. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's part of their portfolio. It's a big risk, but it's also potentially a big return. So they're willing to take that gamble, I think. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're like Comcast, right? Or like there's like all these articles coming out and I keep seeing them. It's like, oh, there was like an article recently. It was like, oh, the NBA wants, you know, their broadcasts to look more like, like computer streams. And I, like I don't know what that means, you know. Like maybe they want Twitch chat on the side of MSNBC. I think that's, but, like, that's pretty. I mean, that's how I see it. But they my point being that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my point being that, like, I think that there's people are starting to realize. And there was another article I read too, where it was like, you know, like kids, younger kids are starting to watch more esports than sports. And like, I totally believe that. Um, and I think a lot of that is like, you know, these people realize that. I mean, I, at some point, someone probably thought football is not going to be a big thing. You know, no, I mean, I get why they're getting into the space. That's not really the question. The question is whether, you know, people are questioning, you know, whether, I don't know, people that are hired for some of these, you know, spots or managerial spots are, you know, capable of doing it or not, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing for me is just that, you know, these people are not your typical esports story where, you know, literally somebody from some completely different industry comes in and, you know, it's more of like a passion thing. They just kind of want to just throw some money into something that they really, really like. So, you know, we have these horror stories that happen, right, Be that usually result from this type of thing. This isn't that type of story. You know, this is like folks that have business, you know, have successful sports franchises and organizations coming in and trying to do something that mirrors the same thing. It's, yeah, it's a different sport. It's still the organization, right? So... Um, I, I guess my question is, is like, are, I mean, I mean, the people that are questioning, I guess, some of these, these hires, I mean, is this type of thing happening right now? You know, like in terms of, of, you know, people getting duped, you know, that sort of thing or, or no. I mean, I would hope that Blizzard's on top of that, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, again, it's like one of those things, you know, like people yeah. can throw resumes at you. People can say, you know, I'm experienced, sure. um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, though, most of the owners are talking, and there are definitely people that have that experience, right? Like, you do have people like Noah and Jack who oh, have been yeah. around, at least, yeah. you know? So, like, you can open conversations that way. And, I mean, I'm sure every now and then someone's going to be like, oh, you know, I talked to this guy, and people are just like, get out, you know, like, close the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, I, I'm sure at every single point in most sports careers, I mean, not most sports careers, but just in situations like this where you do start up, like, a new venture or you do start up mm -hmm. a startup even like you're gonna get duds and i mean that's probably part of the we don't we don't again right? like it leads down to we don't actually have a lot of people that are experienced you know like yeah. some people are asking for you know i was just looking at some blizzard posting or whatever 10 years of this experience or 10 years of that experience and it's like 
if we're talking about like franchise owning and things like that, there's a, I mean, sorry, like people that have managed, you know, had some management role in, in teams and, you know, yeah, well, did you see, I mean, very many of them at all. Not to derail, but did you see the post, the job posting from Huck yesterday from Boston? Uh, it's yeah, like, it's, like, it's literally like, right? it's like four jobs at once. It was like, it was like the job yeah. description was literally like you could hire three people to do it and it might not still be enough. And I'm like, I don't understand like how, like you think you're like, you know what I mean? It's what like you mean? end up in this, it was something about like, they wanted someone to host a show and be their yeah, video like, editor. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. all like do social media, multimedia production, and be, our, be the well, face of our org and host talk shows. And <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was like be Chan man, be a video editor also be our spokesperson it was a kind brand of nuts. ambassador too yeah, yeah it was brand ambassador well, the, so was that like, one position was like a load but you know a social media manager that that's like pretty normal and then there was one oh, that was like sure. a video editor or something like that and it's like okay but yeah that one that he posted for was like wow okay and i mean you, you pretty and, like show up on talk you like you like three like, minions in like a suit exactly. that just all take turns like doing different, that, that, yeah, was, that is a pretty crazy crazy uh, on the job. bright side yeah. For people for people looking in to get into oh, excuse me for look for people looking to get into esports my brain I don't know what's going on uh, right now is an amazing time there right now is probably the best time that you could ever ask it, it really yeah. is wow. it really is I mean it's cool that even you know Huck posted that right I mean at least they're exactly. looking for those yeah, yeah. jobs exactly. they're looking for those positions I mean I think he's ahead of the curve right now in terms of no, some, no, definitely. Some other other organizations and, and if you are like, looking to get into the industry video editing. Social media, yeah. asset production, yep, meme generation, those are be meme great. generation. Like every single team is going to need a good video editor and a good social media person. Every single one of them. So yeah, absolutely. Writers too. Writers are definitely yeah. good. Not just like you know your typical article writer, but just writers generally. Very very good skill to have right now. Um, okay, yeah. So those two teams were announced. Um, you know, I think it's just huge. I think I think the Comcasting is actually really, really big. Just given that Comcast, you know, they have venues, especially in Philadelphia. You know, they forget they the own venues, the man. Think of all the advertising. They could just yeah, like get ads on your TV and yeah. shit, and you're just like, oh my god, what is this? I mean, they're going to be like blasting all this stuff, even in whatever respective sports that they're involved in, right? Like so, hockey in terms of the the Comcast and the Spectacore. So because they own the Flyers. So there's going to be a lot of just, you know, cross promotion between the, the sports and esports, which is going to be pretty interesting and cool. At least cool for folks that like sports and esports. You know, that's going to be particularly nice. Um, but some other cities, too, that were, uh, I think Jacob, maybe even another article hinted or, or, or some other place did mention about, you know, Dallas, right? Just because there was a lot of talk about Envy before and wondering. So that apparently is incoming as well as um, the Milwaukee Bucks owner has been offered the Chicago spot. So that sounds like it's in the, you know, in the works right now. Like I know they didn't, you know, it wasn't as solid as the, the Philly and Houston teams, but I feel like that one's probably going to get done too. Yeah. So, we've been talking um, about Chicago again. I, I just, I know we already brought it up, but I just really hope, hoped i guess it may not even be possible anymore but i really hoped that we'd see a more global representation uh you know we'll take what we can get you know they're blizzard is trying to launch the most ambitious esports league of all time so one step at a time it's not going to immediately happen right off the bat but i certainly did hope to see you know something in paris something in frankfurt something yeah you know you know, more in Korea, more in China. You know, I, I really do hope that that's where we're going ultimately, but yeah. still a lot to get excited about here. I mean, 
it's not i mean if we had the pick of the litter i'm sure i mean they had just tons and tons of people obviously throwing money at them then of course they would if they had the choice i just don't think they have that choice right now and you you, you got to start somewhere and um you know i i think that there has been discussion you know there's that one thing on reddit i think to even today that just showed the map right of just like where all the teams are for owl you know right now or where it was originally presented and of course it's completely na heavy right now or us heavy right now but um you know, I think I'm okay with that. As long as, like, the, the expansion just continually happens, you know, between seasons one and two. And, you know, it's just something that's just ongoing. I mean, they, they obviously can't get started, you know, until they're ready for whatever season. But hopefully just that continual process is, is uh, you know, happening while the league is running itself, too. I mean, when you put it in perspective, too, um, I mean, just last BlizzCon, like, we had none of this, you know. And, like, we're now yeah. we're almost at BlizzCon. And... When you consider that, like now there's at least like a little bit of a roadmap. I mean, the teams that are going to come in for season two might have like, you know, lower pick, I guess, on the players or they'd have to like start playing buyouts and stuff. But when you look at it, like there's so much room for expansion. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Sydney World Cup stop to be like the most hype spot or just like the most hype crowd that Overwatch has probably ever seen in a live environment. And like stuff like that is only going to get bigger. And like people forget that there is like that whole OPS going on. Like China yeah. does have its own league. Thailand's got teams. Um, all of Oceania has their own teams and like there's so much global potential when you look at it that way even Brazil is starting to grow up their spots and like I mean if yeah. Europe does start getting investors then again there's just so much potential so oh, yeah it's just a matter of you know getting the right people on board and finding the right people to work with them yeah let's just get 14 or whatever the number is going to be and let's let's just do it right you know like let's do season one right and then you know kind of move forward from there but uh, sometimes if you start too ambitious it hard to succeed um okay well another bit of news we have here is that one of the overwatch league teams the soul team has signed a new coach so they signed nugget as their coach and um we found that out just through um twitter here at least with uh uh let's see i'll show it to you guys here um uh you just jot, jot this, uh, twitter here and um, Nugget was previously, you know, he's coached, you know, MVP Space and MVP Infinity. Uh, so I want to bring this up just because I, I felt like, you know, there was a lot of choices for this whole team. I mean, there's a lot of Korean coaches out there, um, and you know, they decided on Nugget. So wanted to get y'all's thoughts on this, and you know, was there somebody that you thought that maybe they would have considered instead of Nugget, or do you think Nugget was the best choice here? I mean, they have. Uv already, and I mean the team has won. You know, like it's a winning team, <laughs> a winning culture. So I mean, I'm skeptical of. I'm not skeptical. I don't know the word is like I'm hesitant to jump on a lot of ships when it comes to like some of these decisions because I don't know what's going on in the back of their minds when it comes to OWL, right? Like maybe this is like a business decision. Maybe someone knew somebody, you know, or like I mean at the at a base level, MVP space dumpstered them in week one of Apex, and maybe they were just like, all right, well this guy just like. <laughs> Tore us so apart. Affected. We need we yeah. need him on our side. Yeah, like this guy, this guy beat us. We need him now. So I mean, that's another way to look at it. <laughs> and I don't know how long it's been going on because Runaway just took down MVP Space pretty handedly. I mean, mm -hmm. I expected a better match, but they ran pretty much the exact same comp that um, MVP Space had ran against Lunatic High when they won. But at the same time, Runaway came up with like a brand new comp that I don't think anybody could have predicted, and it was weird. So. Point being, I think it's a good pickup. I mean, the guy obviously knows things or he has good ideas, but it seems bizarre to me because this is like the first season that we've seen a lot from MVP. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I mean, I think that they still had the hardest group in Apex, so they kind of got shafted out of playoffs in that regard. But it's just bizarre to me that you have a coach, you have a winning culture, and now you're like throwing things in to shake things up, and it right. just seems weird. I mean, is he joining the coaching staff? Like, maybe there's going to be multiple coaches or something like that. Well, it's uh, Team Soul, right? Maybe for all I know, Oof doesn't want to go to NA, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it could be something that simple. Like maybe Oof doesn't want to move to LA for season one. Yeah. He's just like someone else. And it, like, it could just be a life thing. You know, maybe he's like tied down to a wife or something. I don't, I don't know yeah, any of this. I'm just yeah, saying like exactly. this, it's Team Soul signed them, not Lunatic High, quote unquote. So right. these are owl decisions and stuff like that it needs to be like, you know. Yeah, I, I think we need to throw all of our preconceptions about esports teams out of the window because you have to remember there's $20 million buy-in. So if you've already sunk $20 million into getting a franchise spot, what's an additional 100K, let's say, or whatever, whatever, 50K, 100K to hire an additional person to, to join the team? I mean, we're, we're talking about rosters that can be up to 12 people. I don't see why we can't have a second coach yeah. or, or multiple coaches. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, let's see. Next bit of news is, um, I, I guess, uh, it really had to do with Cool Matt. And I just saw earlier that, you know, he, I think it was in a clip or, or something of his. or maybe He did a podcast. He did a, po- oh, he did with, a podcast. Um, okay. I forget who it was. I want to say it was like High Noon. I might just made that up. That yeah, I think it is High Noon. That, that sounds right, actually. They have like a lot of McCree themed things on their <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, no, High <laughs> Noon. Those, those guys are good. Um, yeah, so Cool Matt was talking about basically um, he's been getting offers, you know, because a lot of people are wondering if Cool Matt will be or we'll get a chance to land on a team. And so he, he mentioned that he's been getting offered from yet announced Overwatch League teams. So I'm not sure if that's Philly and Houston you know, or if that's... Yeah, so I mean, it's like, this was pre the Jacob Wolf leaks. So. Right, right. So maybe yeah. it is one of those teams. But uh, definitely great news to hear that Cool Matt is being recruited by those teams, given that, or he's getting offers. You know, it's not just tryouts and things like that. He's actually getting straight up offers. Uh, so Matt's been great for a long time now, and uh, it's good that people that actually know the game, you know, are, are noticing it. Obviously. Um, all right, I, I think that's going to be it for the news. Just wrapping up the news. So why don't we talk about the uh, developers update recently that um, Jeff Jeff came out with, talking about toxicity, which uh, you know has been a, a discussion for. I mean, it's been a while now. It's been like the last couple months i'd say it's like heated up again and um you know blizzard has been i think constantly saying that you know we we are going to be upping our um you just start tracking of toxicity and even maybe even just the pe- penalties for toxicity so uh, he came out with a developer's update today and you know i think it was reiterating some things that we've heard before which is basically that you know there are a lot of things that blizzard i mean we are we are looking at toxicity like constantly. There are some things that you, you do see. There's some things you don't see. And some of the things that he mentioned during that was that reports do matter. So, you know, that, that was one thing that a lot of people just felt like with the current system and the current UI, it just, doesn't, it just feels like it just goes into the ether and nothing happens. And, you know, we've seen guys get like 2,000 reports or whatever before they're actually banned, you know, for, for good. And, you know, people wondering if that's the right frequency. So, um, you know, he just reiterated again that reports do matter and that they've banned, you know, hundreds of thousands of people so far. Um, and then another thing that he mentioned was just that they, the philosophy they take, or at least the general philosophy they take, is they don't want people who are toxic in the game, period. So none of this, like, 
hey, we're gonna secretly try to put them in this like sandbox with with other tox toxic people and just have them play with each other. No, they're just gonna get rid of them. So, all right, just with those first two things, well, what do you guys think about both of those things, just in general? It's great to hear some confirmation that reports actually matter. Uh, I was actually one of those people that scoffed whenever my teammate was like, report this guy, he's playing Symmetron <laughs> offense. I'm like, right. that doesn't matter. Blizzard's never going to do anything about someone just playing the game you know, as relatively as it was meant to be played. But it turns out, it actually does matter if you have someone that's constantly... I mean, I don't think they're going to ban somebody who plays Symmetra one trick uh, just for playing Symmetra one trick. Mm. But if someone's <laughs> consistently behaving poorly, flaming their teammates, picking heroes that don't actually make any sense, even throwing overtly, then you should absolutely be reporting them because Blizzard is tracking that, uh, which is important uh, that you know you have some way to actually impact this. Uh, so that's really good. I'm really glad to hear them say that. And the fact that over, I think they said like 350,000 plus people have been banned due to these reports uh, is a good sign. Is it enough? Probably not. I mean, we all know if you've played ranked, you know that, the, you know, 30 to 50% of your games have some trolley douchebag asshole just shitting on the team, shitting on the game, doing yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, it, it's about that rate. I mean, that's even in the in the mas high masters low GM range. I talked to my girlfriend who can't even play anymore. She's just can't handle what it's like in plat right now uh, with how trolly and jerk off almost everybody is. So that's good. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never played a game with low priority queue. I think it's a pretty hilarious idea though. Like this purgatory where only assholes exist is like a <laughs> hilarious idea, but I don't know if it's a good idea. So I don't feel too, too strongly about this one, yeah. uh, but it's good to hear that reports matter. And it's good to hear that they care about this topic and are addressing it further. Well, you mentioned Symmetra one tricks. You can't Symmetra one trick and do the, the bronze to, to, to GM thing because you know we saw that. We yeah, saw Steve-O Yeah, Steve-O got banned. banned from that. Wow. Uh, the flame. What do you think, man? I mean, it's double edge. Like, part of me thinks that this is Jeff saying, like, you know, I'm sick of everyone's shit. Like, I'm just gonna start banning <laughs> you and like putting out punishments, and that's cool. Um, on the topic of the four hundred eighty thousand, also, like, I mean, that's cool, but it's not bans. It's just reports. Like, uh, if they ban four hundred eighty thousand people, like, I don't know how many people we think are playing Overwatch at any given time, but. That's a lot of people. Um, those numbers don't exist, though, and I kind of want to see them on well, a I mean, side note. If it's just bans, like, including... Well, they're bans, It's right? probably so chat bans. I think it's chat bans. I guess bans, I was thinking it's just bans. Yeah, oh, like chat okay. bans and things like that. Yeah, so it's not, like, permanent, like, perma-bans. The 480,000 perma-bans, that would be crazy. Yeah, it's like, action taken, so it probably just means, like, chat bans and maybe, like, weak oh, okay. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, yeah, like, I mean... That's a shitload of people. <laughs> um, on the topic of low prio, though, like in Dota, I think it works really well. Um, if Jeff's stance is that I'm just going to remove all the trash from my game and hard ban it, like I'm down with that, you know? But that seems really hard to do and do fairly, at least from like a automated standpoint. Like the good thing about Dota low prio is like you get in there and you have to win five games to get out. And then if you get in there again, it's 10 games, and then you get in there again, it's like 20, and then some people just live there, and like they never get out. And 
that's like their home, you know, like some people actually like it down there. It's bizarre. <laughs> really? It's like, it's like uh, this banished land where you just go and your games are all shit, but like you're having fun because like you're just one chicken. episode, dude. No, but it's, it's real, dude. Like it's real. And like the, the benefit of it is that like you get punished, like mentally you get punished. Like I can't play ranked until I win these five garbage games and the games feel like trash. And like, that's the idea is like, I want to make the games feel like trash for this player. So they don't want to come back here again. I mean, obviously it doesn't work and some players like just wind up living down there, but the idea of it is just like if all of the Hanzo one tricks are in their own Hanzo one trick queue, it's the other world basically. Then like yeah. then like they're all playing together and they all hate the game the same way that because like suddenly they can't pick Hanzo right. Like if you put all the Hanzos and the Symmetras on the same team, they can't all pick Hanzo and Symmetra and they feel trolled. But if you're not in that Hanzo Symmetra pool and you have the Hanzo Symmetra man on your team, you feel trolled. So now suddenly like you flip the circuit or you flip the switch and now they're the ones that are getting trolled. So like there is benefit to it and I do I do understand that Jeff doesn't want that associated with the game. Because they're all, all about like that positive environment thing, and they don't want like you know this like nether world of gamers to exist <laughs> in, inside of Overwatch. But like there is like a value there, and I think that they're I think that eventually they'll realize that they might need to do that, mm-hmm. um, or at least consider it more heavily. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the other bit, which was the last part, I would say, uh, and you know, it, it's definitely dr- uh, gotten a lot of discussion from. Uh, this portion, which is Jeff was saying that it's not only their job, you know, to to really clean up a lot of this stuff, but it's also our job to, you know, help to rid this game of toxicity, you know, and whether it's just like everybody looking at themselves, you know, and trying to, you know, just be more positive, encourage your team and that sort of thing, um, or, you know, just whatever, right? Just any bits of just like non-negativity for, for the most part. Um, you know, that in itself is very important, right, to cleaning up toxicity. So, um, you know, obviously there are a lot of troll uh, responses to this, just given that, you know, it's definitely very open to those kind of comments. But, um, you know, what do you guys feel about it? I mean, I, I think that he yeah, has a point, that definitely, that, you know, it's up to us as players, I mean, or we control our behavior. So if we behaved well, then obviously there wouldn't even be an issue. But the reality of it is that, you know, some people can't help it, or some people just enjoy doing that, right? And uh, it might not be the large percentage of people, but it's definitely a percentage of people that out there that are, are always going to exist. So what do you guys think of that? I mean, him saying that, or maybe him, um, you know, I don't know, just not really expecting us, but, you know, really trying to, to get us to do that, and, and just by stating that in a developer's update. I mean, I see both sides to this. Uh it's a pretty funny statement to to say at this point, just given how big a problem toxicity is in the community, to say, guys, it's up to you to fix this. You have to be better. You have to be paragons of morality and positivity, just like the Overwatch game world is. It's kind of funny. At the same time, I've been around gaming communities my entire life. I, at my job at Twitch, part of what me and my team do do is community management. I have always believed that there are effective ways to deal with trolls, talk them off the edge, bring them into the community. I think it's possible. I think people don't do enough to try to speak directly to the trolls and bring them in. So I commend this on one hand. On the other, this just kind of felt like a slap in the face to everyone who's been suffering against all of the trolls like it's been bad it's been really 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 bad and i think flame you and me at at our you know at the higher srs we don't even see it compared to people down lower 
Uh, so I don't know. I see both sides. Like, I think it, I totally support them spreading that message. Like, guys, we can all be part of the solution. That's how I would have framed it. It's not like, look, the community has to take some responsibility. I would frame it as like, look, we can be part of the solution by just you know having the positive mental attitude and and bringing positivity to, to our games. So I, I don't know. I see both sides. This is one that you can definitely pick at uh, and tear apart in a lot of different ways. I don't know. What do you think, Flame? Mm, okay, I mean, so like, let's let's cut to the chase, right? Like, I've been toxic before, and like when I started this game, I was <laughs> really? like super angry. I mean, I hated really? this game, right? I was like, in season one or whatever, I was like, this game is what am I doing? Why am I playing? I remember you in Discord. I remember. I was so angry, dude, and like I get it, right? And I like stopped playing super hardcore, and I just like gave up, right? And I like stopped playing as much. And now I play ranked, and I like don't get as tilted anywhere near as much anymore. Um, I mean, obviously, it took a year, but it happens, right? Um, people can be reformed. Yes. Um, yes. What was I going to say though? When it comes to the, trying to think of how to phrase this, like from my community's perspective, and like I have a community, and like I kind of like live through them in terms of like I see their responses to these things, and I see like their day to day, and I do have a lot of friends in like plat and gold and silver, you know, like through diamond and like it, de- like depending on the representation you are, just like how, where you fit into the spectrum of like the players, like the people who are playing casually, the people who are trying to play with your friends. Um, your backgrounds, you know, your, like, who you are as a person, like, people start attacking you, like, super hard in some of these ranks, and, like, I I don't see it a lot in GM, or, like, much, like, you'll see people just flame for being bad, but, like, the insults get super personal and, like, super sexist and misogynistic and, like, all this really awful garbage that, like, I don't ever want near a video game um, in some of these other ranks, and so I think that when it comes to, like, those kind of reports and stuff, like, I think that that was a huge slap in the face from Jeff to be like, you know, you guys need to start stepping it up because there are people that are actually just they giving up on the game. Yeah, they well, yeah, but I mean, like, there are players that are just giving up because they feel like they're just constantly getting berated or no, called out no. for anything, like their voice, their gender, like, whatever it is. Um, and stuff like that, like, really irritates me because there is, like, a way to fix it. Like, you can just start handing out bans. Like, if so- like someone dropped a hard N-word in my one of my games the other day, and, like, I know for a fact that, like, that guy is probably just going to exist in this game and, like, keep playing. And stuff like that, like, can't happen. Um, so, like, I think that there needs to be, like, a more, like, an easier way to, like, automatically do it. Like, the fact that you can even type the word in chat, to me, is beyond, like, I don't understand how that's even possible. Um, but, the, like, you can't say things like, oh, the community needs to be more positive. But, like, there's also not really ways to combat the negativity, at least readily available until, like, so, yesterday. All right, so, so it's, like, it's like weird, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's not saying that he they're not doing they're not going to do anything about it. No, no, no. I think no. But I'm saying I mean, like up until yesterday, right? Yeah. Up until yesterday, it's, it was it was a black box, right? You didn't know how many yeah. people were banned. You didn't know how many people yeah. were getting chat banned. You didn't know if your reports are going through. So like, I could understand if this conversation had happened yesterday with that, and then he came out like in two months and said, you know, we should be more positive. Like I'm trying, you know, like I'm trying my best, guys, and I'm still trying my best. But I think yesterday it turned off a lot of people to hear him say like, you know, you guys need to do your part when some of them just feel super, super attacked on, like, a daily yeah. basis inside the game. And it's like, I don't know. That's that's how I see it. And I think it's kind of Well, I, I think awful. that... I mean, I know, what you, I know what you mean, totally. I know what both of you guys mean by that. Um, I think that, you know, him saying that was mostly for people that do have some self-control, you know what I mean? And you know, there are days, right? Like, the three of us, we have self-control. Like, we, we can control ourselves and behave properly, even if we, like, are totally raging. Like, we... We were able to do that, you know, and, and I think there are, are people that are similar to us, but, you know, sometimes they just say screw it and they just like, you know, just unleash. Right. And I think his message was really to those folks that, you know, just kind of 
you know, soldier on, you know, definitely don't let yourself just get too crazy, you know, um, um, tilted and, and get to the point where you're just doing that. Uh, but there are clearly, there are people who just are not like that, right? They, they don't want to, they just want to be trolls, you know, and, and, um, you know, that's not going to matter, right? Whatever, no matter what he says to those type of people, it's not going to matter. So yes, they have to do something about those people for sure. But, but folks that do, you know, when we have bad days and we have the decision of whether we just want to just type a bunch of shit that we shouldn't be typing, I mean, I think we all have those type of days. So I think his message was just trying to, I don't encourage us not to do that. Uh, but is it a slap in the face for all the people that are kind of like victims of this stuff? I, I don't know, I guess, but that wasn't really the point of that message, right? I no, mean, for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't think that that was the point of it. I just think that like it definitely rubbed people the wrong way. That said though, like, I mean, anything that comes out of Jeff's mouth, like people are going to respect, right? Yeah. So even if like they like meme about it and the PMA thing is a meme, like it's a meme, but it's going to like people are going to, it's going to stay. It's a good meme. meme. It is. Like it's it a good is, meme. Exactly. It is a good meme. Like, but at the same like, time, people it's... in the back of their head are going to know, like, you know, like I, like you'll be thinking like I should oh, be okay. positive, it's even though true. it's like, it's like I'm making a joke of it, but realistically, like it does stick with you, and people will remember when they open Overwatch. Like, oh, I watched Taimu's PMA stream, and like you're gonna remember, like I should be positive, and like from that perspective, it definitely like the message is definitely out there now. You know, like they even kind of threw out this weird thing where it's like if you guys don't stop, like we're never gonna get replays done because we're gonna be too busy banning all of you idiots. Oh, and like that's I effective. Mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, more that's kind of like what he said. So like he's aiming at the community, like the comp community, from that perspective, and just like you're every single time I have to deal with one of you morons, like the replays and the demos don't get done, and I get that. Like that's cool. Like I, I like that as a PSA. Um, so. It, like, I think the video was appreciated. I mean, at the end of the day, people did want to know that people were getting banned. They did want to know people were getting punished and that their reports are doing something and that replays are on the way. So he kind of got all that in one shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Trying to make a world a better place, too. A good old Father Jeff. <laughs> um, I mean, how many game devs can you think of that are trying to bake in making the world a better place into their that's true i can't think of a single i can't think of a single reflecting yeah me neither i've never heard a game dev say that before Uh, so so they're just trying to reflect that with just gonna have a church when overwatch is done there's gonna be like a church (laughs) just gonna be like like, we'll be like no like it'll be past though we'll be like long dead it'll be like 500 years into the future and they'll like tell tales of like jeff as like the messiah and there will be like an entire religion dedicated to jeff like for our great great grandkids like i guarantee it all right somebody needs to make a meme of that like right now (laughs) and send it to us please send it to us at the The church of kaplan that would be that would be amazing um but yeah so you know it's it's obviously an ongoing thing you know hopefully blizzard continues that work on it and uh, you know i'm sure we'll be getting more and more updates on this this is obviously this is never going to end <laughs> so uh hopefully it'll just be contained uh, another thing too with the game is that another free weekend is happening this weekend so september 22nd through or yeah yeah 22nd through the 25th the game's going to be free for the pc ps4 and xbox one so pretty cool. I think it's been a while since we had a free weekend, right? So, um, you know, definitely great to get a chance to maybe pull on some more new players. Hopefully won't add to that toxicity from other games. But, uh, you know, it, it's definitely great when they have um, just the ability for folks to try it out. Um, okay, well, why don't we get into some of the esports here, at least with the events. Uh, Contender Season 1, Week 4 happened. Uh, and... You know, we had a little bit of the same, actually much of the same as we had before. But I guess before we could jump in the results, you know, one thing that 
that was um, revealed is that the contenders playoffs, at least the tickets to the playoff, the event are sold out already, which is like really, really cool. There was, I think somebody that posted on Reddit that they were trying to buy tickets and they just couldn't because they were already sold out. So, um, I don't know. You guys surprised about that or, uh, I mean, when is the playoffs? It's like two weeks. First week of, first week of October. So I think yeah, like three, three weeks. weeks. Okay. So three, yeah. it was like about roughly a month out that they were sold out. No, oh, that's pretty I mean, cool. Uh, 450 seats, roughly, right? It's not a lot of seats. Yeah, it's not it's... a lot of seats. Well, I mean, it's cool. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to think of how many people were in Santa Monica, how many seats there were. Probably more than 450, but I can't. I don't I know feel like it was really similar. I don't think it was yeah, much yeah, I think more it's than like, like exactly. Yeah, I think it's like similar. So like, if that's the size of the crowd that they can get, then like that's still really good, um, in my opinion. Especially for, it's not, I mean, it's a big event, but it's not in that regard. Like people, I don't think people are going to super be flying out for it. Some of them might, because yeah. I mean, if you're going to that, you're going to go to like, would you go to that or BlizzCon if you were going to pick a thing to um, go to? That said, though, like I think that there are definitely a lot of diehard Overwatch fans, and it is good mm -hmm. to see like you know the scenes growing and that people are willing to go to these live events because this is yeah. I mean, the new stadium also is hype. Like the fact that they made it. Um, or yeah, the people state, are whatever. paying for these tickets. You know, it's not like well, they're oh, cheap. It's like fifteen dollars or something. Oh, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, it was it's, like it's really still cheap. something. Yeah, it's not like World Cup. You just show up, right? It's like a meal at Panera or something. <laughs> a meal at Panera. <laughs> it's not a cheap meal. <laughs> Panera, no. Panera, man, those soups and stuff cost a lot. Um, yeah, Ben, what do you think about that? Just, I, I'm, I'm glad to see it sold out. Are it's not going? a surprise, though. Are you going to go? Uh, I, I'm not planning on going at this time. I probably okay. should, but uh, I've just got a ton of travel these next couple of weeks, so I thought yeah. I might just take it off right, and watch cool. from home. Yeah, yeah. Home is usually the best vantage point, at least. Maybe not the best environment, but <laughs> definitely watching is always always uh, pretty optimal from home. Um, but when I talk about the results now, going into uh, Europe's results first, um, we had uh, Team Giganti actually beat team, uh, 1, 2, 3, 3, 1, which, oh, I don't, I'm not showing, I'm still showing the Twitter thing. My bad, guys. Um, so... Gaganti, who has been playing well the entire time, um, you know, ended up you know putting a loss on One Two Three's uh, record here because One Two Three was like the only undefeated team with Misfits going into this week. So um, I guess another notch for Gaganti, right? Like I mean, you mentioned Gaganti, you know, looked like a solid team even when we were talking about just orgs and, and OWL. Uh, anything to anything here? Like you surprised by this or? How much do you I know about? I, want, I forget. I feel like I watched this. I don't remember if I watched it. I think this was like the Friday night match. Um, I believe, mm -hmm. and or Friday afternoon, whatever. I think they had a sub on one, two, three. I think IPN subbed in. He was on one of the World Cup teams, but I don't remember which country mm -hmm. off the top of my head. So they had a new support in. That's how Giganti's like been playing really well. Yeah. Um, they have. I mean, Linkser and Davin or Davin have been like playing incredibly well. I think Happy Cool's like been. Ha oh, that's the other team. That's on one, two, three. Um. Point being, I think like Linkser and Dalvin on the DPS side are just like nuts. Like Fraggy's obviously nuts. The team is just good, but again, they they were down a player. I think Bach was out and IPM went in. Mm -hmm. So playing with a sub kind of sucks for them, I guess. But I think one two three is still in a really good spot, and so is Giganti. I think going forward for playoff potential. Yeah, well, I'll take a look at the records in just a second here. But kind of going through the rest of the results, uh, Singularity had a definitely a good week here, playing twice and ended up winning twice. Uh, United just continuing their slide. I mean, they just they can't even win a game, like much less a set. It's kind of crazy right now for United. Uh, and then Misfits just barely edging out Gamer Origins. So um, you know, Misfits 
you know, I would say looking a little bit more vulnerable than they have in the past. I mean, they've just been wiping teams like up until then. So, um, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of scare from the Gamer Origins. But if we look at the record here, um, take a look at this. We've got Misfits always sitting in the top 5-0. And then Gigante 1-2-3, pretty much uh, sitting second and third there with one loss. Um, and then we've got a bunch in the middle here that they still got a chance to actually get in here. And then, um, I, like, in the playoffs, does everybody make the playoffs? I forget how it works. No, it's just top four. And just then top it's kind of like, it's kind of like E-League again where they don't actually play each other, which is kind of sad, but yeah, it's part of the deal. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that, that, that fourth spot is definitely heavy, cont heavily contested by three teams right now. Uh, but E United and Bazooka Puppies, they're pretty much out, right? Like they, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, they can't yeah, even over. get in. Wow, yeah, that's just totally crazy, over. man. Um, you know, both teams, I think, just I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, Bazooka Puppies, I think, lost some people, but E United, I no idea, man. That's just crazy how how far they've slid. Um, but yeah, anyways, Europe. Any any con last comments before we move on to NA? I'm I'm a Linkser fanboy, so I'm super <laughs> excited about Giganti doing well. Uh, and yeah, just E United. It's it's crushing to see how different they're playing than last season. I mean, it's just I've never, almost never seen anything like it. I mean, we've seen teams rise and fall, but this this has to be one of the most drastic uh, and utterly like just absurd one eighties that a team has taken. So it's it's it sucks. I, I'm also an e United fan, so I'm surprised and a little bit disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. They're kind of in that same boat with Rogue in my head in terms of like teams that were really good at the Tracer and like the, you know, like the, the standard dive comp that we don't really run Reinhardt, Doomfist, McCree kind of stuff. And now that the meta is kind of changing and teams are getting better, I think at dive just in general from playing so much, they kind of got phased out or it looks like they're getting phased out. I mean, it started off with people making the joke like, oh, you know, they were at World Cup. And then like two weeks in, three weeks in, you're like, okay, well, now what? Like, what's the excuse now? Um, I think that they're just not in a good mental state. I mean, there aren't. I don't know what their situation is for Overwatch League. Maybe they're demoralized. Maybe they're having a hard time. Maybe they're all. Maybe they're trying out for other teams. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, point being though, that like there's obviously something going on there because this team went from like I think they won season zero and now they're like at the bottom of mm -hmm. season one, which is I mean we'll talk about NA, but it's the same thing over there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, NA and uh, phasing out too, <laughs> obviously phase beating Rogue. 4-1 here. MVS 4-0 over Renegades. No surprise there. Uh, Envision 4-0 over Kangarna. I mean, I think 4-0 is probably a little bit of a surprise, but still, you know, Envision definitely playing well right now. And then Immortals, which is basically the uh, E-United of NA, <laughs> right? Uh, the, you know, they losing again to FNRG uh, FE, so um, the Corn Dogs obviously <laughs> bopping those uh, I don't know, what those gladiators or whatever <laughs> in the head there. But, uh, yeah, any any surprises here? I, I feel like all these results were pretty expected given the the results from the following week or the previous weeks. Yeah, everything but Kangarna and Vision is what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, depends on what you define, I guess. Right? Like, um, the the Envious Renegades game. I mean, it was entertaining. There was definitely like some clowniness going on, but I mean, Envious is just kind of rolling over people, and Renegades is having a really tough time like doing anything this season. So that match went about as expected. Um, phase again, I think Rogue getting better. Like I say that with a, like, 
like a caveat, right? It's like they start, they should be at the top in my opinion, and they should be getting better at like the Doomfist, at the McCree stuff and the Sombra, but they're starting to run Sombra and they're starting to look a little bit better with it. That's why I do think like FaZe is um, a very top contender going into the playoffs. Um, I think it'll be hard pressed for anyone to really throw off Envy, but FaZe, again, you know, I think that, yeah, this was like an expected win. I think Carpe has just been insane. Like Carpe could not have been a better pickup for that team and they're doing a lot of work with him. Um, the Envision game, Congarden is in like this weird spot right now. There, I don't know anything. Like I don't have any leaks, but there's definitely like some weird roster struggles going on there where like people, like something about the team wanted to switch players and other people don't. And like, they're just not in a good spot to you. And they're also another team that's um, not sponsored. So mm-hmm. a lot of them I'm sure are doing owl tryouts and like they're on a different page and some players are scrimming with other teams and, you know, trying out for this team and that team and, yeah, that's kind. Of, and I don't, I don't have an excuse for immortals, to be honest. Like I'm out of yeah, excuses for immortals. But, FN, but FNR is really fucking good. Like at the end of the day, yeah, they are good. I mean, no, no question, they are good. So I think this again, like the fourth spot in this region is the same situation. Yeah, it, it's pretty I, much I the same even exact more, situation. This is even more competitive. I think all three of these teams, like you said, even Rogue is kind of on the rise right now. Uh, it's going to be heavily contested the next couple of weeks to figure out who's going to be moving on. But same situation, immortals, renegades, they're already out. Renegades only won one wow. game the entire time. Wow. That's Absolute, absolutely wow. brutal. Yeah, that's very it's crazy. Very brutal. It is crazy. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, no, so I mean, I wouldn't say any, any two big surprises. I think this coming week is going to be huge because um, let's see who plays who in this coming week here. Let me, let me see here. Week five. Because if any of those middle teams play each other, that's like a huge... Yeah, Kangarna and Rogue play each other. That's huge swing right there. Um, yeah, even FNRGFE playing Indigen, I think, is going to be pretty big, too. So, uh, you know, definitely tune into those th- this week. Let's take a look at the EU one, too. Let's see if those... Actually, this, this looks a little rough for FNRGRE, because the... Uh, FE, sorry. Because they have to play Envious and Envision, the two top ranked. So, like, I want to bring in a point, yeah, though, a point. that I've, I've had this conversation. Envision actually hasn't played Envy, Phase, or FNR. And if you look at the FNR match versus FaZe, and I think it was like week one or week two, that match was actually stupid close. Like FaZe won 3-1, but like I think half the maps came down to like one or two team fights. And it's like one of those things like you don't really know or notice. Like you see 3-1 and maybe you're like, okay, well, they got beat. But again, it's like really it just comes down to like one or two fights on 2CP that maybe go a different way or like one pulse bomb, you know. So I think FNR should beat Envision. Like that's my prediction for the week. Mm-hmm. And I do okay. think that Envision's about to hit their stopping point on their like you know, their nuts win streak like they're about to get go up against the teams that have kind of evaded them um I, like i think them beating immortals in week one was kind of like the it broke immortals you know like i think that was like the starting point for immortals like maybe they had confidence issues in week one and then envision just slapped them and then that was like the the downfall of them you know the sleep on us meme from mcgravy but um Wow, people are are predicting your your memes before you even say them in chat. <laughs> nice. What they say? What they say? No, they they said sleep on us like <laughs> two seconds. Before you said that. No, it's 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 the envision thing. Like that's the yeah, joke. It's like, but they're but they're playing super well. Like Jaru McGravy, everyone's just been playing so well. They're deep. Their their supports, I think, are two of the best. I don't think that they get enough love from the casters. I think Fire and Fazix have been like so good for that team. Um, everyone's just been on the same page. They look so good, but. My point being that, like, I think that they were the ones that just, like, kind of crushed uh, Immortals' hopes and dreams, and then now they're kind of, like, riding the momentum from that match. 
but I think FNR GFE has also been like playing super well. So like that'll actually yeah. probably be the best match of the week. I mean, to your point, but I don't think it's going to be as, I don't see it being one-sided at all. Um, Okay. Yeah. And then Renegades versus Immortals is kind of like Dude, the anti hype match predict- right ever. All right. Let's yeah, make a I mean, prediction like on the, that one. Let's make a prediction on that uh, one. I've seen some wild shit from Mangachu, man. You never know what you're going to get. So uh, I, mean, I don't know. If, I, I think if Immortals loses that match, I don't know what their Overwatch League prospects look like. And like, it's, they're going to have to start. They like, got to win gutting, that match, right? They got to start gutting the roster. Yeah. I say Immortals 3 2. No, no. Yeah. 3. No. I think if it's that close, there's only four. And that's not even like a diss on Renegades. I think Renegades is just in this weird spot where nobody on their team knows what they're playing. They're all looking for Team Owl. They all, like, all six of them tweeted, I think, the LFT Owl tier one thing. Um, You know, like the Twitter. I guess they they could go 2-2, right? No, you have to win. You have to win, right? No, you have to win. Yeah, 3-2. Okay, I was right in the first part. Okay. I say the Mangachu Junkrat might exist in this match, though. So, like, there is a chance. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, this is going to be on the new patch. I totally so, like, There's a lot of wild shit that could happen this oh week. Like, God. oh, this changes everything. Yeah, throw your <laughs> throw your preds out everything. the window. If Mangachu comes in with a Junkrat and just, like, destroys. Oh, week like, one, Mangachu is, like, yeah, it's going to be pretty nasty. But I'm excited. Point, this week will be fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> match of the week is where he finishes last, man. Basically, this is. Uh, I don't funny. know. You, you have funny. to look at Kangarna Rogue. I think that match, so much weight yeah. is behind. Can the, we talk, actually? I just want to bring this up. I love the Contenders Friday Night shit. Like, I like the concept of, like, the Friday Night, like, hype match kind of thing, where, like, I just watch Overwatch at 8 o'clock and 10, and that's it. Like, I think that's, like, so cool. Yeah. And, like, we haven't had that, like, in, in TF2, and I, like, I mean, everyone's like, LOL, TF2, but, like, in TF2, it was, like, matches were at, like, night, like, 9 to, like, midnight, and that was it. But, like, it's kind of draining to, like, watch Overwatch at, like, 5 p.m. Eastern or something when you're on the weekend. Like, I like the concept of, like, the super late-night games where you're just, like, all right, I'm After up, you've already had a few right. beers, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, relaxed. Just, like, you're done with work, you, you, like, maybe you took a nap, you, like, just want to sit down and chill, and, like, it would be, like, that time where you just want to, like, not play games. Like, I yeah. like the concept, and I hope that they stick with this, like, going forward. It's kind of like Alienware used to be, you know? Like AMMs, you know, just like. Oh yeah, but they went. They started at like ten o'clock in the morning and then went. I know, but at least you know at night. (laughs) At least at night. Fourteen hour day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's true. That's true. It's it's gonna be good. Let's take a look at EU real quick. Let's see what the schedule looks like there. All right. Do we have any of those Uh, those middle? A battle of the the bottom of the barrel. No, this is this is wrong. This is wrong. Puppies. Here we go. Let me see. No, week five. Week five. I wish I would remember like resets. Here we go. Uh, Oh yeah, you're right. Totally. What's going on here? Like, how did they know? And then a battle of, how did battle they totally of the know? Yeah. It's a prophecy. This shit was, like, pre-planned. <laughs> I is... know, man. Okay, <laughs> There's a lot of good matches, though. I mean, C9's kind of playing, like, the tryout C9. series right now, so I don't know, you know, you never know which Cloud9 you're going to get, depending on the week. a pretty so that's important kind of, match, too. But that's, so. well... I don't know. You literally don't know which cloud nine you're going to get as a yeah, roster. Yeah, you actually don't even know what players going to be in. So like, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, I don't know that C9 super is super intent on the playoff contention. I mean, obviously it's really good for the org, but it doesn't seem like they're taking this tournament as like us. Like they're the one team that just keeps, you know, bringing out whoever. And we'll try this yeah. roster this Let's week. Let's try see this lineup. Yeah. See if we can get. Giganti singularity has a lot of playoff implications. Um, singularity I think is like seeing it two and two. I think that they're all the way out. So every win for Singularity is a big deal? I think so. 
Yeah, you're right. Singularity st- yeah. can still so go through. Yeah, they're like two and three. Yeah. yeah, so a win over Gigante is like huge for them just from a morale standpoint. Um, they can still kind of squeeze in, I think, if like another yeah. team loses. But um, yeah, Europe's like these matches are pretty good. And one, two, three versus Misfits. I mean, if you if one, two, three beats Misfits and then suddenly Misfits is five and one and one, two, three is four and one, like every team or yeah, every team will just be like that first place will be a lot less optic or um. I just read optic flame in chat. Obvious. <laughs> obvious, obvious. obvious. Yeah, definitely yeah. less obvious. And it, it will affect the first round of the playoffs potentially too. So, um, you know, I think you're going to want to finish first here in, in either of the, the regions so you can get that easier first round. But if you end up finishing second or third, you know, it's, it's definitely a tougher opponent here. But it looks like the 17th is going to be the day to watch for sure. And 17th yeah, yeah, yeah. is, what is that, Sunday? Uh, yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Tune in on Sunday. Definitely check that out. Good stuff, man. Contenders starting to to wrap up here. So um, I think we're the hype for it. I think is going to continue to to build here. Uh, but speaking of, I guess playoffs and things like that, we've got uh, OGN Apex. I guess the group stages for the playoffs has been uh, drawn here, and we've got from Group A, we've got Kung Du Panthera LW Red. Not blue, red. Conbox, uh, NC Foxes, and then Group B is X Six Gaming, uh, Lunatic High, Runaway, and GC Busan. So um, yeah, Group B looks pretty crazy. Uh, group A, you know, I haven't watched a ton of Apex yet. I mean, I've been trying to catch up just with Hurricane and everything uh, recently. So um, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think right now? Group B for me looks really strong compared to the other one. It's. I mean, Korea's in this weird spot where, like, season four has been. I, I mean, I say this every season. I feel. I mean, after season two, and like, I don't mean to sound super critical. I'm not super impressed with the like, top Korean teams, like compared to NAEU. I mean, outside of the top like three, I think like the top four teams or something in Korea are like super phenomenal, and like I would watch all their games if they just kept playing each other. But some of like the like lower tier games or just some of the groups in Apex this season have been like much worse than even last season. Um, I mean, last season you had Envy, right? And they, like, did well. Um, but you had Rogue in, like, the toughest group. So, like, that season might have been a lot more hype if I could have watched Rogue, you know, make it to playoffs and not be in the KDP Lunatic High group. Um, and that's kind of how I feel this season. Like, MVP Space isn't in playoffs, but I think MVP Space would, like, demolish half these teams. So it's because they wound up in the Lunatic High runaway group. So, like, Group B is just another Lunatic High runaway. I mean, X6 is obviously very good. They have very good individual talent. Um... Okay, well, is it but a good like, format then? Like I mean, I feel um, like we have this I mean, happen I just, I just every single like season. It is. It's every season. The playoffs are all that you really care about. And it's, I mean, aside from, like, you get that one match where, you know, like, Lunatic High needs to win against Runaway or Runaway needs to beat MVP right. Space. Um, like, those are hype. But I think that there's, like, a weird, there's a huge skill discrepancy between, like, the Challengers teams and then the like teams that established in apex and there's also like a huge gap between like the top yeah. of apex and the bottom of apex um so i do think that like lunatic high and kung du panther are kind of like the envious of um korea and then every other team it just feels like they're one or two steps mm-hmm. below and it creates like this weird ripple where the matches just wind up being hype but those steps keep continuing it's not even like there's a lot of teams in that middle of the pool it's like there's one or two teams in the middle of the pool then suddenly you take another two steps then one of the two teams are <laughs> at the know. bottom of the staircase and that's kind of my feelings on the apex like format this season especially it's also a lot less hype obviously because there are no western teams there i think the the crazy storyline for me and I, I wish i had time to watch more of the the apex matches i haven't seen a ton of them yet but 
LW Blue not even being in the second group stage, I think, is an interesting storyline here. I mean, well, this got, is, no, no, half no, of this no, team no, is in the in the they, Korea they didn't, Korea they, World no, Cup no, team. They didn't. They didn't. I don't, I don't think they played. Right? They don't even exist. Yeah, they didn't they're play. In, yeah I know. They're not. They're not making it to the second. No, they didn't play. They didn't play this. They just don't exist. Yeah, they didn't play this. Oh wait, because they, oh, they they're, in New, they're in New York, and there's yeah, like a New York. Yeah. Channel. Oh yeah, they remember that was the big so dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, that was like oh a big God, story, right? That they forgo. Yeah, they, they they didn't. I'm sorry, Chad. They caught Luna. It was oh, really God. inappropriate <laughs> last minute. <laughs> That's right. They went to New York. They work for Bare Hands now. I was just looking at Liquipedia. Oh, never mind. It's all good. Liquipedia. rolling. Dang it. Now I think I think one cool thing is seeing Runaway back, you know, in the playoffs. Given that they had such a bad Runaway is hype this season. I know like, they're, they're, I they, they can, they're either they're either like completely busts or they're super hyped. No, like they're like, like C nine. They like they they did a C nine. Not not yeah, like the C nine lull. They like they just yeah. took their roster and they were like, oh, you know, I'm the Genji man. I'm gonna play some Lucio. And then they took their Lucio man. They made him play like Doomfist, <laughs> and the team just pounded. And yeah. it was like insane. It's like, why is this working? Why does this guy have a sick game? And it's like a Harry Hook situation for Runaway now. And like, Runner's not playing and they're winning. And he's super happy about that. And like, Kaiser's taking a back seat. And like, the team Kaiser just looks taking good. a back seat, man. man. Everyone's just, I mean, everyone just looked good. Yeah. Yeah. X6 is there too. X6 obviously had a great last, you know, previous season too. So it's good to see them follow it up with a, another strong season. I think that the, it's going to suck for one of the teams in Group B. I think, you know, that doesn't make the top two here. Um, but you know, we'll see. Lunatic High, obviously, they have this formula with just playing well at the end, man. Like they have it down. Like they don't really give a crap in the first two weeks, and then they just get it together the rest of the season. And uh, wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning again this season. But um, I can't wait to see the the matches though this this coming week or the like, at least the next yeah. two weeks. Because I think uh, the, uh, the the next the next set of matches is tomorrow night, I believe. Finally, have some time yeah. to actually sit down and get a chance to. To see, like, you're telling me, flame. dude, my last day of work tomorrow. <laughs> I know, dude. Oh no, it's actually it's tonight. It's in seven hours. Oh yeah, we didn't even bring that up yet, Blaine. Like, you, you, we we talked yeah, about we it last week. We, actually, we talked we about it when you weren't we, on yeah, the show. Yeah, we talked about it when you were on the show. But yeah, how how's it feel? Gonna last day of work tomorrow, and um, God, I remember my. I remember there's like a couple times that I've, I've ever left companies, and man, the last day that I, I'm there. They feel so good. I hate to say it, but they actually feel really, really good because you're just like, I don't give a shit, man. It's like, it doesn't matter what happens. I mean, I'm supposed to pass stuff off, but, you know, they don't really care. You know, it's like, I don't I, even know like, why you're even I don't going. Know, like, why are you even like, going? I told them, like, no, it's not even that. Like, I told them I'd finish a project for them or, like, update it by, like, tomorrow. And I haven't even done it yet. Like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's going to take me, like, an hour. But I've just been like, I don't give a shit. Like today, I didn't even go in. I was like, I'm not going in. Say like, That's what am I gonna, what I what gonna do? Like, what are they gonna, they're gonna fire me? Like, yeah, yeah. But the point is, like, when I told my boss, he was just like, "You're doing the right thing." And he, I, I couldn't even tell him what I was doing because honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, people are gonna be like, "Oh, he's just hiding that." Like, I actually don't. I haven't signed any contracts, so like, I don't actually have like a long term, you know, like established yeah, thing right here. Like, I definitely have. Yeah, I definitely know enough, and like, I definitely have options, and like. My point being that, like, when my boss talks to me, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I actually don't know yet, um, like, exactly what I'm going to be doing. And then he's like... Are you sure, son? You're, are you no, sure he's like, you're, he's right like, you're still doing the right thing. He's like, you need to get out of here. Like, that's the mentality of my company right now. It's like, cool. everyone needs to, like, leave because the oh, management cool. is like... No, like, the management is just boning them, but it's all older people. And I feel really bad that I'm leaving when, like, everyone else is, like, 
trying to get their severance packages and like get fired oh, actually man. yeah it's like such a depressing like even if i wasn't going full-time esports like it was still like at a point where i was going to need to find a new job if i wasn't going full-time esports because so like it's good on two steps right there it's like it feels it's going to feel really good yeah well that's definitely you know again like i think that um I hate to say this because I don't want people to take it the wrong way, but some of the most liberating times is when you're leaving a job and I don't know, sometimes you'll have like a week or two weeks between jobs and things like that. Oh man, that's, that's the best feeling, man. <laughs> I can't. I'm hard, actually, I'm so excited. It's like, hard I to explain know, it. Like, I wake, I'm just going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to the gym. You know, <laughs> I'm going right. to eat well. I'm going right. to hang right. out with my dog a lot more. I'm going to be able to stream. And, like, as I'm long as you got something lined up, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's definitely good. Uh, but, well, anyways, I'm glad you finally made that decision just because... I mean, it's clear you're going to leave your job, dude. It's like, I don't know why it took you so freaking long to... to I mean, I had this conversation, out. like, I needed I needed Overwatch League in my face. And, like, it was never in my face. Yeah, but... And now it's, like, in my face. I know. No, but, like, it's a big deal. It's like, you come, like... In retrospect, I should have quit and done <laughs> Contenders. And I regret not doing that. Like, I really do. Because they asked me to do Contenders, and I was like, I'm not quitting my job for six weeks. I need Overwatch League contracts. And then, in retrospect, it would have been... The exact same thing. Like I would have just been in Denver for the past month, right? Like exactly. But I didn't know the timing was going to be such a way. And like there was a point in time last year, like so, like this, and this is a true story. Is like before I want to say it was like May. Whenever they announced the BlizzCon dates, there were Blizzard employees asking me, like, "Do you need me to help you get a ticket?" Because like there was a time where like I just wasn't going to be working the desk, and like they were like, "Oh, you might need help getting to BlizzCon." So in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like at that point, there's no way I'm doing contenders if these people are not even sure if they're going to use me for World Cup. <laughs> so like it all came full circle, and I wanted to do a World Cup, and I had like a blast, and I was just like, after I got home from World Cup, I was like, I need to quit my job. Like this shit was so much fun. Like I need to do this all the time. So it was just like a matter. I told you that a long time ago. Well, yeah, but like it, I mean, you have to experience it. No, you have to like really. It has to be there. You have to feel it. You got to learn. Yeah. So yes. I think everything worked out. Um, like yeah. it was definitely cool. Good. That's definitely great, man. I'm definitely happy for you, man. Um, and I can't wait to see what you're going to end up doing next. And hopefully you'll same. let us know as soon as possible. Yeah, whether it's the same or it's something else. That'd be no, I meant same as in like I can't wait to yeah, share. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about meta here. And uh, Ben, you wanted to maybe lead us into this? Yeah, I mean, I just added this. Uh, there, there isn't a ton to talk about because I don't think too much has changed meta-wise over the last week. Uh, it's just uh, we're one week away from the oh, Junkertown patch hitting. Yes. And I have to believe that we're going to see the Mercy and Diva changes in that patch. I really, at least I'm praying, I'm hoping. I thought they were coming it's this right. week. I thought they were going to yeah. come this week. Uh, but man, they can't come soon enough. Just every single I time wait. I play with or against a Mercy on ranked right now, I'm just like, man, I just wish this was PTR Mercy. This would just be so much more fun. And same exact thing for Diva. Just the fun factor is just so different. Um, but, I mean, there was one thing that was kind of a trending topic this week, which we've talked about before, but since it was trending uh, around on social media, uh, was basically the, the the ask to, hey, Blizzard, for the next couple heroes, can we please just get some tanks and some supports? And if you think about it, like, there are some hybrid characters. Like, I don't think... I don't think everything that's not support and tank should be classified as DPS. Like, I do think Torbjorn should be classified as, like, maybe some sort of hybrid. Um, I do think maybe you could kind of classify some sort of hybrid that has uh, area of effect, like, can 
can kind of do some control with her wall. But frankly, there are really only four healers in this game compared to what, 13 or, or 11 DPS. Like it, it's actually just kind of ridiculous when you, when you really think about it. So I agree with social media and Reddit that, come on, can we please, please, please get some more healers? It's just like, you don't have any options. If you, if you're a healer or support man, you really don't have options right now. Yeah. So it's time. Uh, like it's well, time and i'm sure we're I mean, I really when there's so like there's two ways to look at it like there's definitely the thing where it's like if you if you roll if you hit q if you hit like the q button and that's like you consider that the dice roll like you're kind of banking on you're going to get a lucio on your team and like that's the first step right so like that's like the argument that people are making is like you need to find a lucio so there's like 22 heroes in the game 23 or whatever 22 and one of, you need someone that's going to play Lucio of all 22 of those. So, like, you roll your five chances to get a Lucio mate. You know, it's like, that's how they see it. And I get that. Um, I do think that, to your point, I do think that, like, some of the classifications are kind of useless and meaningless when you consider, like, oh, Sombra's in the yes. DCS. Sombra's definitely, like, Absolutely. a hybrid as well. Yeah, and, like, I mean, Diva's been played more supporty recently. I mean, I wouldn't call her support. It's still but, not support, though. There's no way. No, no, it's not support, but I'm saying, like, the way you play them is, like, bizarre. But to, to the point of the balance in that, I do think that there is value in the balance of just, like, you know, having more players. I do want them to... I actually just want Blizzard to, like, go play Evolve because that game is dead and, like, hmm. the company ran it to the ground. But the supports in that game, like, fucking pound. And, like, I'm confident in saying that, that, like, I would love it if they just, like, ported them over. <laughs> and, huh. like... They have like a junk. Really? They have like a junk rat healer where you just shoot nades and like the nades heal and you have to like aim them. Like anything that gives you more fun playing healer, I think is like a good thing. And yeah. like the same thing with like tanks. It's like I get why diva's fun, but you have to like kind of become diva. Like to play a good diva, like you have to like get in this like trolley mindset of like I'm gonna hold right click in your face and I'm gonna stop you from killing my supports and like stuff like that. But you need like more heroes that are engaging and more heroes that are more like. On the fly decision making instead of like very static play styles like Winston jump in jump out you know yeah. play around your cooldowns and that's kind of how the tanks feel a little bit like I think the tanks are super way more cooldown dependent the supports are obviously a lot more your team needs to be on top of you and helping you and then DPS obviously gives you a lot more freedom in terms of like I can dash I can blink I can you know I'll do all these things to like get in and out of fights and keep myself alive and heal myself even if your soldier 76 and stuff or just troll and run like a crazy wall climbing junkrat tire for two weeks so like i do think that there is value in the balance of the game in yeah. terms of getting more supports i think so too yeah i mean it's not healers for me actually it's just supports like I, i'd like to see more like one of the things with lucio i wish they would never have given him is the speed boost because I, I feel like a speed boost should have been on another character that wasn't a healer but was a support character you know so you could have combined different support type of elements to that and um i you know, i'd like to see just more supports that are necessary that you know in, in team just just in team compositions instead of just having like it have to be some type of healer every single time because it's been a long time since we've had that like we haven't had May as part of the meta in a long time, and you know May May's kind of what I'm talking about, but at the same time not what I'm talking about. Like you know, so, just, so like let me. So I know Blizzard watches this show yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because they have taken suggestions regarding yes, like hero yes. changes from this show. Yeah. Um, there's a hero in or there's a character in Evolve, and it's literally oh. just you shoot nades, and like you have an option, right? Like it's like heal beam versus damage boost. And like right click shoots nades that like are napalm nades and they like like do like small damage but like people on fire so it does like tick damage 
And then like left click is just like a heal nade that you just shoot the ground. And like I honestly want that shit so bad in this that, game. That's like Anna, like, but just with Nate. That's like a junker on Anna, basically, right? Y- sure, but it's not anti heal. Anti heal still crazy. Okay, so, yeah. It. So th- there's no anti heal there. Like, and I the ult was actually a speed boost in that con- in that situation actually. So it kind of like created this. I can play. It's I, like so, this kind of Lucio speed. <laughs> kind of. I don't mind the whole grenade you know, but that, that good effect, whatever it is, if it's heal or whatever, but I just don't want it to be heal. Like I want it to be some other type of enhancement or buff to like, to, that's I think not that there should damage. be a damage resistance ability in this okay, game. Sure. Not shields. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like the old nano boost. I think that there should be something that you just give it to your team. I think that should have been a Reese's result to be honest with you. I think a Reese's result should have just been that blue thing makes everyone 50% sure. take less damage. I would take that. Yeah. But I think that we need stuff like that. We need stuff to counter, you know, EMP, you know, like s- more easily. I think you know a way to unhack health packs would be dope. Um, maybe like some life leech abilities, like you turn out like someone that like creates like a. I mean, we kind of have it with with uh, Reaper, aura. right? But I guess you could do it as like more a healer more. that gives you Reaper like heal mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Auras. Auras. I, I think more auras yeah, would definitely be good. Bizarro, new stuff yeah. like that. Some, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe heroes that give you faster reload speeds. You know, like there's so much crazy stuff you could do at the end of the day. And then they're all support things. Like again, yeah, like I, I, I want to get away from just healing and damage boost. Like let's just get away from those things and, and do some, you know, other types of buffs and debuffs that uh, are going to be super important to fights. Because right now it's just like you have you, you know you either have healers and you have DPS divers and you know you have obviously DPS that's you know you or you have Ferris and Mercies and things like that. Or you have a reason you just stand there and drop your shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was the boringest one. <laughs> like conceptually, it was interesting, but I think overall it's been. I think the hero uh, has potential, so. especially with the new Mercy. It's, it's all be- about maps. It's like if if the maps could be a little bit more favorable to Arissa than she could be viable right i just i don't think the maps are that great for her especially like payload maps like arissa is like not i guess maybe on defense you could try it but for the most part it's hard to play it on payload maps so it's just hard i mean the her problem is that she dies and then you have mm-hmm. to like walk this like Ugh. it feels like a siege <laughs> tank you have to like yeah. roll the siege yeah. tank all the way from your base to wherever you're going True. that's kind of her downfall but yeah. i don't know it's the game definitely needs more like mechanics or just like things to like Add variants, mm-hmm. and, and if you think about every new character added since the game came out, they've all been extremely unique. So, uh, I, it seems like we're going down the right path. I, I just really, you know, they've they've gone like DPS or healer DPS tank. So, it seems like they want to continue to vary it. I just hope that the next couple are uh, more on the the tank and and healer side. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go on to some Q and A here. We've gotten uh, we've got three of them actually today. And um, if you again, like, if you have some questions you want to write into us, go ahead and email those to the overview at chainmv.tv. Uh, Luke B asks, uh, when you watch competitive matches, what heroes besides DPS do you like watching the most, and why? So I guess like POV standpoint, which uh, I think I think I made from POV. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Well, yeah. I mean, I think Genji is always fun. He's got really cool mechanics besides and tech DPS. skills besides dps oh besides dps yeah oh, i guess i should listen <laughs> oh that's interesting you, know, you have eight to choose from or something huh. like, yeah <laughs> we have nine out of the nine maybe, years, maybe uh, four of them that actually get played yeah mm. i mean you could i guess you could say any of the support like lucy just because the vantage point is more of a 
you know, like a, like a more of an overall looking vantage point, right. Versus more of a closed type of thing whenever you're doing DPS and or dive dive type of characters. So I, I think I like watching Zenyatta's. I think that's pretty fun to watch. My thing with this is that it depends heavily on like the player. And it's like some players have like the like Winston players will have like the worst sensitivity to watch and you're just like, okay, this person's actually just shaking. And like I do enjoy watching Winston and like Primal Rages when it's like a very controlled Primal Rage, but some yeah. people literally just wave their mouse around like wildly and you're like, how does he control anything? Um so like and I think Zarya is another great hero if we're not considering her a DPS just to watch because mm -hmm. generally Zarya is positioned in such a way where she has to be aware of the supports and the tanks and the DPS at all times. Oh man. So it's cool. like reminds me of that it's good to be there. That reminds me of that Graviton that was above the Winston Shield recently. Oh god, do you remember that clip? It's one of the Apex games, I think. But anyways, yeah, I think Zarya is a good one too. Um and Zen when it's like having a good game otherwise like watching Zen in general is like kind of underwhelming. <laughs> Right clicks, man. <laughs> I think uh, Lucio's underrated. I mean, he's in every single game, so you see him a lot. But he does have the extreme mobility. And boops are can be very, very subtle. If you're not watching super carefully, it's hard to tell how impactful the boops are so frequently. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Lucio Lucio's right click is actually an absolute game changer in a lot of team fights. Uh, That's true. I do wish we actually saw a little bit more Lucio first person POV in in, uh, in contenders and other tournaments. Mm -hmm. Honestly. That's uh, fair, yeah. Another one I like is Sombra. Just because Sombra's always like on her little mission. And so whenever they're showing Sombra, you know, and just kind of watching her kind of like peel from the team, then come back to the team right when she's about to do an, you know, an EMP and, and just her, her little side things that she's always doing is, is always fun to watch. Cause a lot of times you just lose track of Sombra. Like no, most of the, the spectating is always so centered around, you know, most of the, the other characters. So, um, Sombra just kind of comes out of nowhere all of a sudden. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. EMP. Great. Um, so yeah, I think that's another good one for me. All right, Kyle W. Uh, he's got kind of a long one here. Let's see. Uh, esports is notorious for drawing extremely young talent, but it's also notorious for having players age out as soon as they're in their late 20s and early 20s. My questions are players completely screwed over when they hit 30. Most of them turn pro before they even finish high school, aka or i.e. Sinatra. And very few have college degrees or super notable non-esports skills. We've seen players like Internet Hulk and Pure make a somewhat stable transition over to coaching them. And players like Reinforce and Flame make a swap over to production on-screen talent. But both options only seem suitable for a small minority of pros. What about the rest? Will we see the rise of esports restaurants like football players and baseball players huh. do because their pro money ran out? Oh, wow. Okay. That's kind of a cool question that I don't <laughs> know about the answer. You know, it's like hilarious. one of those things. Like, if you you're a retired coach or you're a retired player, do you open like an esports restaurant? Like <laughs> I that? I don't even. So I, I don't hate that question because I do think that like there's validity there, and it's not. I don't know if it's restaurants or if it's like do you open. I up wouldn't a recommend bar? restaurants. Well, I mean, imagine if you had like a lantern with a bar. Yeah. I mean, when we were in when we were in Shanghai, when we were in Shanghai, the practice center was actually a bar slash land center. Nice. So, like, that was kind of cool. I don't think that there were TVs. I don't remember watching TV there or seeing any, like, esports on. But, like, there's there's validity there, I think, if you consider, like, especially from Overwatch League's perspective where we are regionalizing everything. Like, maybe you will just have, like, a bar in downtown Dallas or New York that's just 
useful. I mean, it would be cool, but op- you know, opening just a, a restaurant is not the or a bar even is not a very easy thing to go about too, right? You know what I mean? So. Um, well, I think it's more like, what do you do with your money after? Yeah, you're yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that kind of. I want, is there any other type of business that might be, you know, uh, analogous or adjacent? Um, An obvious one? I don't know. I mean, there's tons of things: analyst, coach, commentator, GM of a team, things like that. Uh, but I think the important thing to call out here is that Blizzard really does want to solve this problem. That's why they're giving their players health insurance. That's why they're giving them 401ks. Uh, So it seems extremely apparent to me that this is a priority for Blizzard, is to actually make being a pro a sustainable career path, not just in the short term, but ideally, hopefully, in the long term. Um, So I think they're they're doing more along those lines than anyone in esports history, giving full benefits and 401ks, like that's kind of unheard of as far as I can tell, or as far as I know. Uh, so yeah. it's it's a tough question and something we're wrestling with all the time. Uh, but I think, if anything, Blizzard is trying to fix this uh, more than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what else they, they could be streamers also. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, that. Well, like be like, uh, you know, Dyrus or, or for yeah, PewDiePie. Yeah. They're, who are they're... making way more money <laughs> as full time streamers than they ever could have as players. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's actually quite true. Um, uh, but in terms of restaurant, that's where the cool part is, right? Playing, trying to figure out like a restaurant or something like that. That'd be, I wonder who will be the first person to do that. Time enough. Time, time, yeah, yeah, with the meatballs. meatballs, dude. Those meatballs look time good, and Brad. dude. Brad's a Brad's got that video out there. Pure, yeah. Like he was like a semi-professional chef. Yeah. yeah. No, but I could totally see Brad doing it too. It's yeah. a lot of defilade though. Yeah. The videos out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Douglas I. He asks. I think we are all in agreement that Overwatch has only just scratched the surface of how big it could become as an esport. Other than the soon. Overwatch League, what do you th- believe it will take for Overwatch to become a long-lasting eSport? That's pretty much all we got, dude. Is it the in- introduction of more heroes to increase variety in team comps? New maps and game modes to add variety? Just curious what your thoughts are and what it will take for Overwatch to become a long-lasting eSport like League of Legends, CS, and all the rest. Thanks, guys. Long-lasting? I mean, Overwatch League has to succeed for it to be. No, no, I mean, well, so, so, I, will, I mean, the success is long lasting, but I think if you're, if the question's more phrased in such a way, like, what do you think it's going to take to keep it successful, sustainable? Um, I mean, I don't think it, I think the quest is really to figure out just the product that can even be successful from the get go, because I think once you have that product from the beginning, it doesn't take that much tweaking. I mean, because mm. if you look at all the sports right now, like look at football and basketball and baseball, there's been no innovations. There's been barely. Is that true? Any innovations. Is that really I mean, true? The, the, the three pointer has been been moved closer. I'm I mean, pretty sure, like the, I'm pretty sure you still have to like run into the the what's it called the field goal posts in football. I, I'm not saying that like I don't think it's going to come from a rule standpoint, but I do think that like the enjoyment of spectating games has evolved from sports perspective. Okay. Right? I think I, that like something like that, that does maybe take, production, sure, and like yeah, 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 production, and then like the concept of just like what do I get for watching this? Like why do I want to watch this? What do, like you know, fantasy leagues are actually a huge part of why people Yo, watch. Like, oh huge yeah, football. So many people don't care. I, I, even when oh like God. I don't really watch football in general, but if someone's asked me to join a fantasy league and I have to like start doing research and like you know I usually just go in there 
they're kind of blind. And I'll just be like, all right, well, I picked this guy because he has the best stats from last season, blah, blah, blah. Whatever stupid reasoning I put in, like, I start watching the game, so I want to see if this guy is going to get me the right points. So, like, stuff like that, I think, is something that we need. I think we're going to need skins and, like, maybe viewer drops like Dota does. And like, Don't do fantasy, cool- please, guys. Don't do fantasy eSports. That, Don't? That, I just, think, I just think that concept is just... This is, like, the first game I think that's going to, like, actually oh, be able God. to sustain it. I mean, because the teams are like locked. We don't even see stats right now. Okay, so mm, yeah. Well, I don't know. Fantasy. They do fantasy in TI during TI because TI is like a locked tournament. But it's not the I same. I mean, yeah, though. like it's not the same because, especially in a team sport like or a team esport like Overwatch, because you know the the flashy stats don't tell the story most of the time. And yeah, I mean, that's just, the same in football. You could have like a thousand rushing yards in a season and about, score like three touchdowns. Yeah, but still, I mean, the touchdowns are the flashy part or, or whatever, right? So, uh, what I'm saying is like a, a Reinhardt that's just blocking shit, for instance. Yeah, you're not going to draft him. Leave him on the bench. <laughs> God. You okay. pick up a Fraggy, dude. That's that's like the point of fantasy sports. You're going to pick up Fraggy because Fraggy's just known for holding down W and swinging his hammer and like pounding you. Same with like Super. Like that's so like what you I want. guess I guess if you're like required to to pick one of every yeah, you'd have to have a tank. Sure. You'd have to have a tank. You'd probably have, to have two tanks, two DPS, two supports, or something. Okay, maybe maybe. I just I've seen these for I just fantasy and others. Other right, uh, Blizzard, and it's just call me out. God we'll awful, make man. this work. This sounds like a great idea, honestly. <laughs> it sounds like a great idea. Oh man, yeah, it could, I, it could be I, pretty honestly, interesting. I, it could be interesting. So the number one determinant of an esport being big is the size of its player base. The, the the issue here is that Overwatch has the huge player base, but it hasn't converted into esports. Imagine if half the people yet. who just got punished watch esports. <laughs> We have so many viewers. Yeah, hundreds of thousands. Uh, hundreds of true. thousands of That's toxic. True. How do we get those idiots? Mothers so, yes. I, I think you're definitely on to something, Flame. I think things like fantasy, things like getting skins for watching, or jerseys, you know, dude. I, I hate all the Overwatch League jerseys like, and hats and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be wild. It's going to be getting in game content for watching. And uh, I, I okay. hesitate to say it, but I think Blizzard could do some sort of betting thing. If it's within they the game, never if there's no do way to buy anything. or transact, if there was no way to transact with money on the marketplace, no, they, I mean, they were going to say, people, did they Diablo, so didn't Diablo become like a black market drug trade? <laughs> like, isn't that literally what, yeah. like, isn't that literally what Diablo's auction, auction house. house was? It was just like, like real money. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were like money laundering, like, concepts in steam when it came to the market like oh why did someone pay five hundred thousand dollars for this one stupid hat like people use it to transact money i think like if you change loot boxes and turn them into fantasy points like instead of getting the coins that you get in the store those coins were like now bettable that'd be sick yeah like, but that's, that's still that. a currency that has value like they're they're good yeah but you they, get they it for stay so far away from that it, it, like they're overly overly Not, imagine if every end of season imagine at the end of season five they just give every single player I don't know, 5,000 competitive points. And those competitive points, you can either use them for your skins or you can use them for betting. And then the players at the end of the season with like the highest number of points that like won the most bets, like they get like, they go to BlizzCon for free or something and like get VIP. Like that'd be sick. Like people would be so fucking hype about that. I would be shocked if they do that. It would be sick. It would be totally sick. Call me. We'll make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) They're so. Uh, You know, I think I'll I'll bring out one more thing that I think would be amazing for the game. uh, To uh, uh, amazing benefit to the game, especially from the competitive sense, would be 
uh, a stream switcher so you could watch any pov that you oh want. yeah that'd be great. Uh, i think i'll take that i think yeah. more than almost any game it's so important to be able to watch what you want to watch in overwatch uh so i think that would be a, a just incredible incredible boost to the game's popularity as an esport right away uh if you could just watch who you want to watch yep totally agree with that all right, so I mean, there's definitely a lot of things, and uh, I'm sure we're going to start seeing some of those things once the league gets established and there's time to work on some of those things. I mean, these are things that third parties could actually work on too. You know, like obviously you can't do as many things as Blizzard you really. No, do. you can't. I don't. I don't think third parties ever getting involved here. Just from the way I know, like what with what Overwatch League is doing, and just like the fact that we don't even have Face It yet. Like, well, who's gonna? If we had a Face It, I'd maybe believe it, but. We're still looking for our own. I right still guess. believe. I still believe that there's going to be something eventually. I don't know what it is. I don't know how. I'm saying. I'm saying. Be, like, expecting but... third party people to make stuff like that just sounds like I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> it won't be easy, but um, one day, I think, one day there will be something. Wait, wait, even if it's not like a face it, it's like just like, I mean, even like the, you're talking about fantasy, right? I mean, all the fantasy sites, I'm sure, are are, are waiting to even try out esports. There's like. There's a ton of fantasy stuff that like has been revolving around esports, whether it's like sponsoring something or not. So they they're completely aware of esports, and once it becomes oh for sure, you, know, you mean like, bigger, like yeah, yeah, just all yeah, yeah. Of them. Sure, like, you know, well, I mean, think of yeah. all that stuff. They're gonna yeah, immediately they try to do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that they'll partner with someone to make a good website, or they'll just do it themselves. Yeah, they just do it themselves. They already have all the the framework to do it, right? So I can't wait till the in-game UI is like good. I say, yeah, like great, like fantastic. Better spec mode, OWL launching, in-game drops for watching, maybe Let's some fantasy aspect. Better Let's just get that you know, HTML5 in the app or or yeah, you know like, let, let's that just too. get that. I want guys. the I want the yeah, I want like the phone app where I can just like do all my trades and be like, you know, also hey, hey Kai Kai, I'll trade you your Timo for my, you know, like you just <laughs> I'll trade you me for you. Yeah, I'll trade me for you. Like, <laughs> you just do stuff like that. Like it's actually so cool. Coaches. Yeah, exactly. Another thing that people need to keep in mind is the fact that all of these sports owners have invested twenty million dollars into their spots, and they already have stadiums. They already have you know huge marketing teams uh, as part of these sports organizations. They're all going to be incentivized to market the shit out of OW League. So all this stuff is going to happen i think naturally <laughs> did you but, see the did you see the post it's like um it, it was like people were com there was the post right and you said it it was that people were complaining about there being too many na slots yeah yeah, yeah. And then people, yeah. The, one of the top posts was like wow nobody's gonna pay 20 million dollars wow now it's like wow there's too many spots oh, yeah. in North America. <laughs> oh my god overwatch league's gonna fail it's like such a it's it's like the same thing you're saying it's like there's so many people just throwing so much money at it, and like they have so much influence. Like, imagine if Comcast just advertised an Overwatch oh, team. Man, that'd be sweet. Like, I mean, imagine TV ads for the Overwatch teams, like just going to traditional media. You're gonna have like radio, fucking the Nate Nanzer Overwatch it. Like, Network. Everything is gonna happen. The Overwatch Hopefully. Network, you can pay Nate Nanzer on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just what? The Jeff Kaplan uh, yeah. halftime show during the Super Bowl? I mean, like, the possibilities are endless. Like, I could see Blizzard buying a Super Bowl ad for OW League, like, 100%. Oh, that, In fact, I, I, would, I bet they would. I, I would be surprised yeah. if they... I can see that, especially if like one of the team, like Patriots are in the Super Bowl or or something like that. I could totally, 
see that happening. <laughs> anyways, we're, we're getting out. <laughs> we're just like, we're just totally pie in the sky. It's right the late night show. I know, right? This is what happens when we do this late. Uh, but why don't we wrap up? We don't got, uh, we obviously don't have any more topics to talk about tonight. But um, before we do, I just want to definitely give a, uh, just remind everybody that you can find the show on iTunes as well as all the other audio channels like uh, Google Play and SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash champion So uh, look us up look at, by typing in Overwatch or the overview and you'll find us. And if you like the show, leave us a five-star review because it helps us out, and especially the SEO whenever people are looking on, up the uh, Overwatch podcast. Uh, but when do we do some shout-outs, Flame? Given that uh, we're wrapping things up and we haven't seen you in a while, so... You must be happy. Last day of work tomorrow. I mean, shout out to my boss for being super supportive when I told him I was going to quit my job. I mean, super, like, shout out to like everyone that's like, <laughs> you know, supported me and like got me to the point where I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little like taken aback because when you were talking to me, like I opened up Twitter and there's like a picture of Internet Hulk after he went to kickboxing class. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be shocked or scarred. And I'll post it in chat, but it's scaring the shit out of me. You know? What? <laughs> Internet I'm just really uncomfortable right now. What the heck? Is he naked or something? I mean, no, it, like it looks like he got like kicked so hard that his face turned into someone else. Oh my god! Okay, I'm not oh, kidding. <laughs> where is it? Where'd you put it? I don't even know where you put it. In chat. Oh, you put it in oh Twitch chat. Okay, let me see this. Oh, oh my god, his face is huge. <laughs> looks like his face. It looks like he got beat so hard that his like face became someone else's. I gotta see this. I gotta see this. Let me see this. The... Wait, what the heck? Right? Oh my god! Is he okay? Dude, he looks like he looks like he's fifty years old now. All of a sudden, man, he knocked him, knocked like someone kicked him real off. Someone kicked him on. into the future, Come dude. On, dude, that's so stupid. <laughs> so confused. You guys are so stupid. Oh my god! You're asking me about <laughs> shoutouts, so I'm just looking at this at the same time. I'm like, I don't care about my shoutouts. What is happening? What am I looking at? No, but I mean, shout out to everybody. It's been it's been a wild year, and it's only going to be a, even crazier. Twenty rest of twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, I'm sure. Okay, cool. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, nothing really. I think uh, if you haven't been watching a ton of contenders, I've been watching as much as I can. It's time to start watching. This weekend is going to be nuts. Yes. Especially, I'm I'm especially excited for Friday. Where uh, we have oh god I'm already forgetting the which teams it was it was uh, oh, Kangarna the... versus someone anyway oh, uh, no 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 um, Kangarna versus uh, Rogue it's Rogue, Rogue. Yeah. oh yeah Kangarna yeah. versus Rogue it's gonna be a good one uh, I I think Rogue might actually make it in I think they might slip in uh, given how this weekend's looking but it's time to watch I'm gonna be watching this weekend also Apex is in like six hours from now so yeah. Tune into some Overwatch this weekend, and we'll see you next week. All right, and then I'll wrap things up. Thank the two of you guys for doing the show and everybody for watching this late night. I think we're going to start doing it just more like, during this time period just because uh, it seems to work a little bit better for all of us. So, um, yeah, try to tune in each week on, on Thursday. Well, on Tuesdays normally. I think we've just been doing it Thursdays recently just because of just all the craziness that's been going on, whether it's hurricanes or it's facts or any, whatever it is. But we'll probably we'll try to get back to Tuesday next week, guys. So uh, tune in there. You can find all the VODs on YouTube.com slash ChanmanV and um, follow the show's Twitter at the Overview GG. But that's going to be it for the show tonight. So for Flame, Fishsticks, and myself, Chainman V, we'll see you next week.